The multiverse was destroyed. The heroes of Earth 616 and Earth 1610 were powerless to save it. Now all that remains is Battle World, a massive patchwork planet composed of the fragments of worlds that no longer exist. Each region is a domain unto itself, maintained by the iron will of its god and master. Victor Von Doom. Welcome to the end of the world. We'll be with you every step of the way for Marvel Secret Wars event. This is War Report, episode number eight. Jamie Rosales, how are you? I'm good, Kevin. How are you doing? Well, it's been another two weeks. That, so, what was it? Two books? Two books on, uh, on the 29th. What's up with that? Oh, that we're covering out of the five. Yeah, I mean, okay, so we don't cover Deadpool. Big deal. Witch Hunter. It's your favorite book. How how dare you? But I mean, like, like seriously, there's only two books, the 29th. So that are, we yeah, that are relevant to the Secret Wars plot. We, we were like, okay, we're 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 gonna take a break and not do it. You know, we figured this is probably better at being biweekly, um, because we're as we record this is the day that. Uh, uh, Secret Wars has come out and there's a slew of other books and, and, and I mean it was just like a, a stack of books were airlifted onto my desk um, there's so much to read this week so we figured eh, let's let's catch up on the last two weeks at least and then we're going to record another podcast with uh, just focusing on episode five or issue five because uh, god damn shit happens yes but we'll get to that later let's yes. let's, let's let's not throw away the baby with the bathwater. Jamie, let's talk about uh, when is this? Um, July 29th? Mm-hmm. Thor's number two. Thor's number two, my book, man. Oh, um, so, God, I just, I love cop stories. And Jason Aaron, like, it's already great, you know? Um, so, written by Jason Aaron, artists on it are Chris Sprouse, Goran Suzuka, sure. and yeah, there's a bunch of inkers and a colorist, Marty Gracia. So at the end of the last issue, we see that the big reveal said by Ray Ray Bill was that the people all being killed were Jane Foster. That was the important name. And he dies at the end of that issue. So essentially here we see everyone's sort of celebrate. All the Thors are having a wake for him in the bar while he's laying, laying there. So it's like a wake slash viewing um, and they all sort of swear vengeance. So they just start going to every region to like Greenland and start beating up on hulks and they're just interrogating everyone and arresting everyone. And, um, finally, uh, ultimate Thor runs into, uh, unworthy Thor who we kind of see like makes a cameo in the first issue. You know, what we know is Odin's son cause he's, he has the ax and I think he also has the destroyer arm. Yes. And he, he basically yeah, tells him, like, dude, you got to stop following this trail. You're going to end up like me. And then they end up fighting. And um, basically, he just sort of, like, walks away, like, whatever. You know, it doesn't even matter anymore. And um, meanwhile, we get Ultimate Thor later on with, like, a werewolf version of Thor. Now, okay, there is one thing that that's kind of important that, that, that we left out here. That uh, he went to the Doom Family Clinic looking for um jane foster like another jane foster and the fact that it's like this odin son has already been on top of it so he's for some reason uh, uh odin son un- the unworthy thor is a step ahead oh uh, okay you know that's the interesting part is like it's like he's not a thor he's not part of the doom guard yet he knows something's going on as well 
So I thought that was a little interesting. Is this 616 Thor? You think? It looks like him, but I, I mean, I think that, um, I think that what we're getting is still like a battle world Thor or a version of him. Um, Yeah. I don't know. So that's, that's the weird thing, but okay. Continue. Um, so basically uh, ultimate Thor and I guess a werewolf Thor and, um, the frog Thor, um, they all are in some sort of department store and they find another dead body. And it's actually this door to door hammer salesman named Donald Blake. Dun, dun, dun. And Kevin, who is Donald Blake? Donald Blake is the original uh, person who turned into Thor. When uh, when when we first were introduced to Thor, he had an alter ego of Donald Blake, and Donald Blake was a a uh, a doctor who, when he he had he found this uh, walking stick, and when he hit it against the ground, he turned into Thor. There you go. Um, see, anyone can be Thor, you guys. Anyone. Anybody worthy. Exactly. Um, and so they see that dead body and all of a sudden they hear something and they go inspect it. And then who do they catch? But Hobo Loki. Hipster Hobo Loki. Exactly. So he is now their their suspect. And, and so. they made uh, kind of a reference that uh, multiple Donald Blakes have been dying, too. So we're, we're seeing that, uh, you know, this isn't just the, this isn't the first dead, um, down to blank the, you know, um, cause, uh, uh, what is it? Frog, frog Thor already knows that it's, it's Donald Blake and in the body that we see, he's like, like, it looks like he's been dead for a while. Um, so yeah, it, it looks like somebody's going after multiple people in Thor's life. So we have Donald Blake, the all the different versions of Donald Blake that uh, are, are starting to die, and Jane Foster's. So it's going to get really interesting. This book is so damn good. It's really good, yeah. Who do you think it is? Theories, Kevin. Throw them at me. You know, I'm kind of clueless. I mean, I would my my first thinking would be Loki, but uh, for some reason, Loki's you know kind of aligning himself with with the Thors. Right. He's like too much of the obvious choice now because yeah. they've shown him too many times. Like, yeah, he's obviously the I'm like I learned from from that other Thor book that uh, Jason Aaron wrote the whole bait and switch. Like, don't you can't fool me. I got you. I got you. Um, you never thought it was Jane Foster, but it was Jane Foster. It totally was her the whole time. Um, um, I think it's uh, it's old Thor. No, I don't know. I maybe it's the new Thor that's going. I, who knows? Like, I have no idea. See, that's the thing is they haven't really set up anybody to be like, oh, it's this person, you know. Um, and that's the thing with this book is it could be anybody. It could be some. It, it could be old man Logan for all we know. I don't know. That's true. I've also been watching a ton of cop shows lately in True Detective. I feel like it's an inside job. It's totally another Thor. Or it's like some version of Odin. You know, I swear. Yeah, it's, 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 I'm calling it now. It's uh, that's what I said. It could it could be uh, could be Old Man Thor. It could it could be the the Frog of Thunder. You know, it could be uh, uh Thor the Unworthy. Who knows? Maybe it's Groot Thor. Oh, okay. R.I.P. Beta Ray Bill. By the way, very sad. I know he's great. I'm gonna miss this book when when uh, when it gets out. You know when Secret Wars ends, it's, it's gonna be sad. I, like it is a really like I think that the the Doomsguard, you know Thorcore, whatever you want to call them, I think that it's a great idea. Yeah, <laughs> it's a really good idea. What do we got next? 
we have Age of Ultron versus Marvel Zombies number two. Now, this book, um, I just just finished reading like right before we uh, <laughs> right before we thought we, we started this. And um, it's it's an interesting book. Um, yeah. Uh, it, so so in the last one we saw, it, basically, we, we, we get uh, um, the Western version of um of of Hank Pym hanging out the she gets banished to the shield and and all of a sudden we see that uh that Vision and Simon uh Williams and uh the original Human Torch who are all connected by Ultron they're all version like some all of these are have some connection to Ultron where Human Torch um is one of basically the first androids and that was what was based on build to build um uh, Ultron, you know, Hank Pym kind of took what what was done with uh, Human Torch and built Ultron, and you know, Vision is a construct of uh, Ultron, and Simon uh, Simon um, Williams from you know Wonder Man, his personality is what was put into Ultron. Uh. I mean, uh, uh, not into Ultron. I'm sorry, into Vision. So, um, vision and him kind of share the same personality. So, yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, and then we see, uh, Ryoko who, uh, showed up in, um, what was that other James Robinson book? Uh, the invaders book that, uh, that, that he wrote for a while. She shows up, um, which is another connection to all of this. And they're hanging out in this place called the salvation. Um, and it's, where is it? It's somewhere. It's like in between, I think deadlands and perfection. And it's essentially just a big dome with a force field to keep Ultrons out or, you know, and, uh, they're basically, they've brought Hank Pym here saying, well, you know, you can stop the Ultrons. You have, you have the abilities. And he's like, well, I just create steampunk robots. What are you talking about? So they go into the history of kind of, you know, what vision and, and wonder man right. history and stuff like that. And then how all three of them were combined to, uh, to create Ultron and, you know, his, his massive, uh, army and stuff like that. And how all three of them banded together to stop the Ultrons. And what do they say? <clears throat> they say that because he, um, he'll have time to work on this and, you know, sort of, become the Hank Pym that they know because there's always, there's a war happening between the Ultrons and the Marvel zombies, but cut to they're um, they're actually making peace with each other. Yep. The last page we see Magneto zombie shaking hands with uh, age of Ultron, Ultron and uh, the, the Deadlands, as you could say, have been united and, right. Uh, They're just like, we're going to take over and you guys could eat all the scraps. Exactly. Like, all right. Yeah. And uh, yeah, um, this could be this could spell bad news <laughs> for uh, future events happening in Secret Wars. Yeah. There's a lot of um, the wall coming down action happening. Yes. I feel like that's going to be. Yeah, that's going to be a huge thing. I think that's going to be the climax right now of of secret wars. Cause there's just too many books focusing on that. Yeah. It's all going to come down. So this is really exciting stuff. Uh, so that's it for, um, for July 29th. Yeah. Other books to check out that week, the Deadpool book that Kevin loves so much. Um, 1602, Witch hunter number two, uh, 
the Angela book and um, Modoc Assassin number three, which has been really fun. You like that book. It's really cute. He's it has adorable. nothing. Nothing. Okay, so, so on, on a scale of rev- relevance this week, though, um, I, I don't really think that uh, much medium relevance with, with, with Thor, right? I mean... Yeah. I feel, yeah, the Thor's thing is kind of its own story now. I mean, definitely medium relevance because they're all in Doomsguard, but... The Age of Ultron book seems like its own story, but I feel like it's going to be very important down yeah, the line. Yeah, I think it's it's going to be part. All of these are building a big picture. You know, it's like it's it's all of these are just just little pieces of puzzle that are all going to come together really quickly at, towards the end of Secret Wars, I think. All right. Um, especially after reading issue five. Um, but we'll get to that next week. Uh, let's move over to uh, August 5th. What do we got? Uh, all my favorite books again. Um, do you want to talk about, let's talk about civil war number two. Oh God, let's dude. So good. Uh, Charles Sewell, of course, my man, um, art is Laniel Francis, you and amazing. Um, this book. Yes. The, it's so beautiful. Good. It's it, okay. Lionel Francis, you is one of those book of those artists that he, he got a lot of crap for a while. Um, and, and he kind of changed up his style a little bit. And my God, this book looks fantastic. Just on a visual aspect, it looks amazing. Yeah. It's great. And um, inks is Jerry Alguin and colors is Sunny Go. Um, so we just, from the last issue, Miriam Sharp is officially dead, right? And um, everyone thinks that it's sort of this attempted hit on General Rogers, a.k.a. Captain America. So the way this starts out is Tony Stark sends in a drone to track the shooter like hours after it happens. And of course, as the drone's flying, Storm, who has like the most badass haircut because her hair is always great, cuts it off and basically is like, you know, Stark, I know you can hear me like you're a coward and you're responsible for my husband's death, who's Black Panther. I totally forgot that they were married. That was a thing Um, and destroys the drone. And takes the scraps back to Steel Town, which I guess is a town in um, in the blue where uh, Capside is. And she brings it to Colossus and they remove the main component. And he's like, oh, I, I'm sure me and Magneto will be able to, you know, do something with the rest of this. And um, while I just love that, uh, that it's Colossus and Magneto working together. For right. a steel factory, you know. Exactly. How it's, fucking great it's is that? Great. Yeah, and of course, the the next panel then is um, they essentially throw this giant steel ball all the way from the blue to like a building that you know Stark is looking at. At um, the name of the town is Resilient Alpha, which is a town in the Iron, his area, and it's this giant steel ball that hits him, and it says, uh, "Next time, it's a Hulk." And, and I love it. Like they're like, well, is there any defenses on it? What is it that's coming at it? And it's just this big ball of steel. Right. And if you notice his, the guy giving him the information is freaking Bucky. Yes. I was like, Oh, what the hell? Another um, version of James Barnes. Exactly. Um, and so we cut back to, um, another, the capital of the blue is liberation. So that's another city to sort of keep in mind. But, which happens to look like a gigantic Captain America Captain shield. America shield, yep. Dream, I liked that. That was cool. Dream City, yeah. Um, so Cap and Spider-Man uh, visit Hank McCoy because they're working on this thing called Project Bell Curve. And um, basically they go 
and test it out on Flint Marco, a.k.a. Sandman, who's, like, trapped in this tube. And he's, like, basically gives him time to, you know, think about what he did. He's like, so, you know, you could basically repent or... And he's just like, no, I had all the freedom I needed and I would not take any of it back. And he, like, killed all these people. So they... They start this process and essentially he loses all his powers and com- becomes completely human. And um, but the thing is, the resources needed to fuel that machine are really limited. So that was the only time that they could do it. So now um, Cap and Spider-Man are trying to think of ways to he has to go like into the iron or outside of the blue in order to get those materials. Um, and then back at the iron, uh Tony and She-Hulk, who are a thing, which I don't know why it bothers me so much. Um, I was like, God, he's he's such a scumbag. Um, But they they have this talk and they realize, like, Tony Stark has been documenting all of the predictable events happening. And which the art for that, like, kind of confused me a little bit because I was like, wait, some of this did actually happen. So is he saying it didn't happen? But basically, you know, they realize that they're being played. So they're like, well, someone needs to go in. And so after they sleep together, of course, it's like, you know, um, She-Hulk turns back to Jennifer uh, Walters and goes under, gets a haircut and goes undercover. And she rides a motorcycle all the way over there pretending to be a lawyer. And um, meanwhile, we get Spidey teamed up with Venom, Elektra, who's dressed as like Daredevil, like black garb. And Azari, who's the son of Black Panther and Oro, they're about to infiltrate this, um, this, I guess, this place that has the materials. And um, Elektra Mealy gets shot down by this giant Colossus Iron Man. It looks like a, yeah. a Sentinel, really. Sorry, like, sorry. Yeah, that's yeah, what I, I don't know. A Sentinel version of Iron Man, yeah. Um, I was like, yeah, well, that's the last. And I was like, oh, I get the Billy Club. That's so, aw. Just, you know, for her fallen man. It's nice because he died. Um, And the last thing we see is basically She-Hulk about to enter Steel City so she can find answers slash find the shooter because all she wants to know is the truth. And they're like, well, you came in here after hours. And she's like, no, no, I'm someone's lawyer. It's an emergency. So they're like, okay, well, we're just going to run this last scan on you. And, of course, they bring out Professor X. And he's like, oh, how could I help? And so now it's brain scan you. Right, and I'm like, you can't hide your secrets now. So that's where it ends, and best book ever. It's so good. Relevance, absolutely nothing, really. But yeah, it's uh, so it's like it's like Infinity Gauntlet. It's like its own thing. But um, yeah, I feel like this book it, it, it didn't need to be part of Secret Wars at all. You know, it has no relevance. Like like there's not even a mention of Doom at this point. I don't think Doom is right. mentioned at all in this book. I'm, yeah, I'm confused by this whole territory thing. Like, I don't even know on Battle Planet where this is at. Yeah, I, I, I'm not really sure either. And it's like it's had its all these major events, but you know, like when they're looking at that timeline, it's like, oh wait, all these things happen just in your domain. But yeah, it's like the destruction of of uh, Project Forty Two, the Divide, the Invasion, Osborn. I mean, these are all things that happened. See, I was confused by that because like he said there in the green is things that, you know, what haven't happened yet, but, you know, he thought would have like basically they're predictable events. And some of the things on there had happened in the old uh, Civil War book. Yeah. So I'm like that. So this is completely different. Like it really is just bits and pieces of, you know, what what the event was. It's like its own completely its own thing. Yeah. I, I don't know. 
Mm, I'm I'm confused. So it, I almost feel like this book was was done before Secret Wars, and just they're trying to fit it into Secret Wars. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. Another one I, of those books. It's definitely one of the few books that I I find very relevant to what I actually read before, because you know you're like, oh my god, yeah, that I remember that book back in the '70s, and I'm like, I have no idea what you're talking about. But I mean, Civil <laughs> so, War, sure. Civil War itself, though. I mean. Okay, so the only thing that you've taken away from Civil War with this is the fact that it's two sides against each other. That has nothing to do with anything else that's ever happened in Civil War. No, exactly. But the thing is, yeah, like, I understand, like, you know, I, I almost forgot that Storm used to be with Black Panther and, you know, like, Hulk. And, like, I, I do remember this, like, I like that Spider-Man is part of Cap's side because he does believe in him. And, but he has all this, like, tech from Iron Man's side. Like, there is sort of, like, that stuff that I'm like, okay, I'm this fits in a little more with what I remember. Let's talk about Infinity Gauntlet number three. Uh, my other favorite book. Oh, God, how good is this book? It's uh, it's great. And I kind of I don't know. I know it's kind of wrong, but I I'm like this kind of makes me want to be BFFs with Thanos. <laughs> I'm like, he just seems like a really sad guy. But, you know, like in his mind, he's constantly like, I can't wait to kill these people. So uh, we got this is this is written by uh, Dustin Weaver and my new favorite writer, Jerry Duggan um, and uh, art by uh, Dustin Weaver, who goddamn, just what a hell of an artist. Hell, yeah. hell of an artist. Um, what happens in this issue? So basically, um, at the end of the last issue, Thanos had, uh, he has the time stone. So he went back in time and killed his former self because he's basically like, look, I keep trying to get all these stones. It's not working. I keep losing. So he's like, we're going to try something completely different. And um, essentially, so he kills that Thanos. And I guess there's a version of Drax the Destroyer. That shows up because I was like, who is that? And I guess he's also kind of like a superhero. That's like a the original of version of Drax the Destroyer, oh, which is really funny. That's look. that's what Drax looked like before. That makes sense. I was like, I don't know who this guy is. Why doesn't he have tattoos or veins? Yeah, yeah. So that's that's the version of uh, from the 70s, basically 70s, yeah. 80s version before they. But he, he essentially he finds the dead Thanos and he's like, I don't know what this like. I don't know what kind of witchcraft this is, but, you know, I know you're still out there. Um, so essentially the Thanos now that is alive, he ends up, um, meeting up with the family, the Anwen and her like Nova mom and, you know, and he gains their trust and it kind of goes through their sort of, you know, they try to survive her grandpa dies. And, um, well, that was the confusing part. So he go he uses the time gem to go back in time Yeah. to kill, he, he, he kills his, himself, right? Or he ends up dying, right? Yeah. And 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 so he goes back in time, and to the to to when the family got the uh, the, the the gems, right? Yeah, he so, go he, like basically all the stuff. So all the stuff we kind of witnessed before without Thanos that that essentially didn't happen. This is a completely new timeline. Um, and so he tries to like gain their trust and stuff, and um, in the process they run into Gamora and Star-Lord who are just basically thieves and um, they end up trading the stone that they stole from the Nova base that was destroyed by the bugs uh, they trade it for three Nova stars and, and then Gamora Gamora's has like no idea who Thanos is yeah exactly she's just like that's cool just trade it and you know Peter's like I don't know she's we like, can I get money she's like no nah, it's cool just trade it she's like I don't and trust that so Titan guy I don't know there's something right. about she's him like, that that titan who is that and also i'm like how do they have a, sh a ship but on battle 
world, they're beyond the shield. Like, technically, they are, you know? So, it's like, they're just flying around in a ship. Like, that's cool. Yeah, but nobody can really leave their domains. So. Right. So, I don't know. Somehow yeah. at all. It, um, again, I don't think this book was really <laughs> made for Secret Wars, honestly. Yeah. Um, so they, um, they exchange the stone and then she's like, well, you know what, since you guys are, you know, kind of good guys, we're going to go just help you. We're going to help you, you know, um, like save the world and get rid of these bugs or whatever. Uh, and then as they're collecting the stones, you know, they are able to detect new stones cause they all basically want to be together. And then they find a tree who ends up being Groot and he ends up mimicking what they say. So the words are. I and then hmm and then it's grew and then root and so it's like he just starts saying I am Groot over and over um which is like so cute and then by that time Thanos is like god I want to kill everyone I want to kill this tree um and uh he even says it's going to be the first thing he kills <laughs> yeah I was like no and the tree won't shut up I'm going to kill it he's first. He's so angry. He's constantly like, I'm just going to twist these people. I'm going to break their necks. I'm like, okay, I really down. like this version of Thanos. I think he's great. I know. Like, it's kind of like the friendly grumpy. version of Thanos. He's not the, he's not the like, you know, tyrant version of Thanos. Exactly. He's the Thanos um, you could bring home to your mother. Ex- exactly. I'm like, oh, he seems like so nice. <laughs> he's uh, down to earth, but he wants to kill everybody. Exactly. Um, so kind of the, one of the major things he does is he, uh, there's sort of this moment that like Anwen wants to help and she's sort of left by herself and he's like, Oh, like, you know, the only way to really survive and do well is if you're by yourself like me. So you should do that. So you can kind of see that she kind of gets that in her head. But basically the last thing we see is they detect one more stone. So they're off to go, I guess, get it. So, and the, the mother actually has a, a she uses the stone to like have a vision basically. Um, and we see this like destroyed planet. We don't really know where it is. And it's this version of Captain Marvel, the original Marvel. Um, and, uh, he's, he's got the last gem, which I think, isn't that the God fuck. I don't remember (laughs) time reality. They actually had the mind gem and then they have mind. The Thanos has the time gem. Which he gave to them, right? Mm-hmm. So they have mine. They have- so they had, I think that's the blue one. And then they got a red one, I think, from Groot. Which which one is that? I don't remember. <sighs> Anyways. Um, so, so yeah, they have one sta- stone left. And I don't think Captain Marvel's going to give it up with, without a fight. That's yeah. basically what they're saying. But the I thing think is- it is kind of badass though, that she has the, like, the Nova glove. It's, it's like... <laughs> it's of uh, of the stones, you know. That's that's the coolest Infinity Gauntlet, honestly. It's it's better than right. just like that Thanos glove. It's 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 someone cosplay that right now. I'm sure. I'm surprised somebody hasn't cosplayed that yet. I mean, this Nova Core is really cool. <laughs> I have to admit, they're they're pretty badass. Yeah. Um. So that was really good. Yeah, love this book. It's it's uh it's on the top of my list, honestly. I really like it. Relevance wise, me pretty low, yeah. I but you know what? The funny thing is, he does get mentioned in a book later. Mm-hmm. Actually, sorry, he gets mentioned in oh god, I think it's Siege. 
he gets basically they're trying to find this Thanos character and then they're like, well, there's only one Thanos here and he's trying to build something. And then they're like, no, no, not him. So kind of. <laughs> well, let's talk to about another book that uh, just doesn't mean anything. Guardians of Nowhere. Uh, this book is amazing. It's great. I love it. It's uh, Bendis do- doing Bendis. It's written by uh, Brian Michael Bendis, art by one of my favorite artists, uh, Mike Diodato. Um, and uh, I-, I love that the opening page is a bunch of land speeders from Star Wars chasing, <laughs> cruising through uh, nowhere. Right. I- Which, no- by the way, I found out where it is on Battle Planet. Where is it? It's not on Battle Planet. It- it's basically a. It's, so it's an orbiting moon that uh, goes around um, Battleworld. But there's no stars. There is no stars. It's not a star. There is no stars in the sky. It's just... Well, yeah, but if you look at this opening page, there's stars in the sky. Well, I... Then that was a mistake because there's no stars in the sky. <laughs> That's the thing. Like, I don't... I still don't understand this. Like, like it... Continuity, Marvel. Continuity. <laughs> there is none. There is none. Um, I seriously think that they came up with a bunch of books... And just said, you know what? Do this as a, a what if series. We want Guardians, and and they just kind of came up with these books, and they went, oh, well, we're gonna tie them all in together with Secret Wars. Like I think this is a bunch of stuff that they had sitting around the archives of like like alternate reality storylines that they're that that they're just kind of throwing all together. I really feel like that's what they're doing with a lot of these books, and this book is still kind of pretty much the same. Um, in the last issue, we were introduced to, um, I'm going to, a character that, okay. that we, Yotat, mm-hmm. I guess, is, and, and I was thinking, oh, this guy is somebody that, that, that maybe is from the uh, Guardians books that I'm not reading. No, no, no. We find out that he's, he's uh, he was a, a, somehow the, the collector was taken out by a, a couple of brood, half broods, and, and he's, meeting with some is that is, he, is this guy that he's meeting with is he a titan as well kind of looks like like thanos right like this, i this guess cop, but you know aliens they all kind some, of look some, the same. some kind of alien um and he's trying to sell uh all the like this collection of of the collector's weapons to uh to to this this cop kind of character um he's a sheriff of of of, of this part of of nowhere and uh, instead, they kill him and throw a bomb and uh, and just basically blow him up. But he still survives, and uh, that's where that's basically the uh, origin of Yota. And then he shows up um, a few months later in a bar, looking to um, take out the sheriff, and uh, whose name is uh, Gigo. And the funny part is, um, they the uh, the bar that they're all that they get in a fight in is uh Subowski's bar <laughs> it's the Subowski's yeah. club which is a, a nod to cb Subowski. um so there's a fight with uh rocket and takes on yota and then um these they're they're you know he's about to go after rocket and, and drax shows up and uh they it looks like you know drax basically you know is about to, to take the take you know yota down and then uh the nova Corps shows up which is a bunch of people who were guardians of the galaxy members we have uh um quasar uh moon dragon um the guardians of the galaxy version of um of iron man mm-hmm. uh the guardians of the galaxy version of venom 
and uh, Nomad and Captain, yet another Carol Danvers, Captain Marvel, which I think this right. puts it at, uh, we've got 15 different versions of her. Um, yeah. And they, they take out Yota and um, he blames Drax for, for, you know, taking him out and getting caught and getting busted and stuff. And, and he vows vengeance against, um, against Drax. Okay, sure, why not? <laughs> so we cut back to the uh, the normal uh, the the present time, and uh, Yota and, and Drax go at it. He kills Mantis and uh, Gamora. It looks like he takes out pretty pretty serious too. And he's- well, actually, what ends up happening is that Gamora is about to slice him up, and he moves, and she ends up killing Mantis. Oh, that's right. Oh, oh, you know what? Yeah, I just caught that. and I was I like, cut- oh, and then as soon as she turns around, he like. There's just blood explosion. I was like, oh, that's fucked Yeah, up. you see like a giant, f- two, two huge fists coming down on Gamora and he just destroys her. Blood, yeah. uh, and and it's just Rocket looking over Yota and being like, uh, okay. So, uh, yeah, there you go. This book has nothing, nothing to do with Secret Wars, but it's good. I feel it's going to come back around. I know it. I don't think so. I feel like it is, but no, I, I do no, like, no. I mean, yeah, Bendis is a great writer. I, I love how just, I mean, as serious as it is, like there's so many great moments between like Rocket and Yotad and he's like, come on, like work for me. And he's like, I don't know, like you kind of you killed those bad guys, but then at the same time you say you want to like rule this place and be a bad guy. So I don't know. And then he tries to blow him up and he's like, but I just offered you a job. Like, why would you, why would you shoot me? Um, I, it's sweet. It's a nice book. Um, I, I feel like I they pump Gamora up to be a huge character in the first issue, so I feel like she's not dead. I don't want her to be dead. I, I so. mean, th- yeah, she she's she seemed super powerful in the last issue, where it seemed like it was the cosmic version that we saw in 616. Um, but, uh, yeah, interesting. Yeah. Uh, okay, let's move on to your favorite book of the week. Red Skull number two. Ah, uh, so good. I'm obsessed with this book. Um, Joshua Williamson wrote it. Uh, art is by Luca Pizzari. Colorist is Rainer Barreto. Um, and see, the first the first issue felt kind of like Suicide Squad-y. And then it was, literally by the it end of it. Totally was Suicide Squad. Right. But by the end of it, it was like, nope, sorry, that's not where we're going with this. And like kills everyone. Um, so basically the whole group, uh, falls except for Magneto and, um, Red Skull who's alive. And, you know, the whole mission is that they were supposed to go there and bring back proof that he's dead and get amnesty. Well, he's alive. He saves him and basically takes him back to his base of, um, this old, uh, Sentinel head. And, um, the whole time Magneto's just like, I don't want to work for you, you know, because the whole thing with, you know, Nazis and Jews goes back a long time. Uh, but basically, uh, Red Skull wants to use him to take down the shield wall because he knows that there's like weaknesses in it. But Magneto can't use his powers because he has a collar. And um, so he takes uh, Magneto to Annihilus, which I think is awesome because this is also the first time we've really seen as much as we've seen that region and in, like Infinity Gauntlet and, you know, Siege, like little bits of it. This is the first time we're seeing the Annihilus wave as like they're like talking characters, you know? Yes. So they see Annihilus and he's basically like, oh, you brought me another sacrifice. And um, he ends up trying to make a bargain. He's like, well, you know, basically like help me bring down the shield wall. 
and uh, he ends up taking the collar off Magneto as sort of like a sign of trust. And it's crazy because Magneto starts ripping everything and then Annihilus is panicking like, what did you do? And then you see Magneto and he agrees to help him. And uh, essentially he has pulled all of the broken Ultron parts, which are um, uh, vibranium or adamantium, I think. I think it's adamantium. And he like, you know, puts it on top of his suit. So he like shields himself. So now he's like back at full force. And um, yeah, now they're going to go take down the wall and take down, uh, you know, God Doom. So it's going to be awesome. Now, there's a really interesting part in this that um, we didn't really talk, talk about. Um, there's there's a big conversation between Magneto and Red Skull. And at one point, Magneto says, well, what domain are you from? He says that's none of your business, right? So we don't know which Red Skull this is, or even if this is the Red Skull, right? I love too that it's like, well, I thought you were dead. And he's like, dude, I've basically fought the greatest warrior for half my life, so yeah. I, I can kill these zombies like no problem. Yeah. <laughs> like that's true. Um, um, so I don't even think this is really the Red Skull. That's, I, think, I mean, yeah, it, I didn't even think about it's, that. It's it's somebody masquerading as the Red Skull, I think. Maybe. That, that you know, maybe this is Taskmaster. Um, oh, I didn't even think about that. Um, I mean, anybody can paint their face red. Or, yeah, I, I guess. they've. I mean, that's um, the thing, like, there, there's a couple of hints in here that, that's... Uh, well, he does say, though, that, like, at some point, you know, because they're like, why can't... He basically says that since he doesn't have much skin left, that the zombies can't detect him. Yeah. So whoever it is, it's like, you know, they're basically tr- transfigured or whatever. Um, I do like, too, there was this bit where he reveals, I think, as I recall, I don't think Crossbones was with the group that went over the wall. But he basically is like, oh, Crossbones is the one that set up this group, this, you know, squad to get you. And he's like, oh, he did, did he? Hmm. And it was even like bolded. I was like, oh, that's going to come back for sure. Um, so. And then there's there's one part where Magneto says, uh, you know, you're a different skull than the red skull than the one that I knew that uh, he's like, I, uh, I doubt your your apple fell that far from the tree. Says, uh, Just because you're trapped and held together doesn't mean that I, I will fight side by side with your monstrous, disgusting, uh, you know, as, as our attackers, you know. So and yeah, so he's basically like, you know. You're, they they can't figure out which skull red skull this is, and the other funny thing is he kind of has like this Judge Dread looking kind of with the big shoulder pad on one side and the gun and stuff. It's, it's very right. weird. It's very like like you don't know which version of this this red skull it is, but he's kind of a badass. Yeah, I'm definitely into it. Yeah, it's a good book. Yeah, it's, it, yeah, it's this this book is the surprising one for me. It really is. Relevance, yeah. very high, very high. Yeah, like, this like, is going back to the wall thing coming down. This is going to be a huge thing. So we, we let's look at it now. We've got uh, we've got Age of Ultron, um, Marvel Zombies that want to take down the, the wall. We have uh, these two now that want to take down the wall. The, the Annihilus yeah. and, and Red Skull team that want to take it down. Uh, who else? Is there anybody else that's going after the wall that I'm not thinking about? Um, uh, well, next week we'll know, but, um, actually, well, the other books that cover it, there's still that other, um, the Marvel Zombies book, and then, um, Siege is another one that there's, 
I mean, these are all sort of revolving around the same thing that this wall is going to come down like soon. Um, so hopefully we see that happen in like the next few weeks. Um, Cause that's going to be awesome. Let's uh, let's talk about uh, siege siege number two. Okay. Um, this you want book, me to go ahead. This book is kind of getting weird. <laughs> yeah, it's it's weirdly put together, like because it's kind of a not linear storyline, but I it's so relevant that it it's like it can't be ignored. Like it hap- you know, it's too close to. There's so many things that happen. Uh, um, that coincide with the main storyline it's like crap this is gonna like this is the book to follow but there's definitely a lot of weird like especially the the two pagers of you know the like the journal entries like that's kind of threw me off i know that happened yeah. on the first issue but um so uh this book written by kieran gillen Art is by uh philippi andrade and i think that's the main artist and then rachel rosenberg is the colorist um so basically, um, this is a group of people that uh, are the team that I guess run the shield, or one of the one of them. And uh, Leo of Hell from uh, I think the Thor storyline. Also, a lot of these characters I don't know. I'm sorry. Um, has gone beyond the shield because her her lady friend who's out there, her uh, lover's magic is out there somewhere maybe dead and she's leading the hell rangers out there so now it's just abigail brand who's the leader and her new second in command is kang who we know had like you know Which a, is another random. version of <laughs> what oh it's completely random like he just kind of showed up in the last issue right, and now, yeah. now he's working for them right he's like hey i'm here and then it's like he has that whole time traveling thing happen where he's like oh the wall's gonna fall in two weeks or whatever um so he announces to her that the Hell Rangers have fallen. She gets all pissed off because he's like basically mocking her and tries to to shoot him. And is it Scott Summers? It's like a clone yeah. of Scott Summers that it's, stops her. Well, yeah, yeah. And they so, had like that. There was that whole like army of clone uh, Scott Summers clones. Your favorite. Um, yeah, I know. It sounds like a nightmare. <laughs> that the they used to take out the um, the ants last time. That's right. You're totally right. You're totally right. Um, and so he stops her and it's kind of nice because he's basically like, look, there's only one of her. There's many of me. So like even if she punishes me for this, like that's fine. Um, and so I'm not sure if, if this is a it didn't seem like a flashback. It seemed like a vision. But basically she meets up with Nick Fury, who was the person in charge where she was before. And uh, I think it was sort of like this vision because he basically tells her like, oh, like she's like, what should I do now? You know, and he's like. You got to confer with the two robots. Is this something, the two robots, is that something that's familiar to you? Because I did not recognize them at all. I have no idea. No, no. Yeah. I I don't know who these two robots are. Um, But I guess there were two bots that used to side with Ultron and now they're not. And um, they basically kind of, I guess, like hack into their systems or something. And then they're like, oh, an attack is just about to happen. And um, it cuts to like one of those two pagers. And basically it's... There, it's a journal entry that talks about like in 47 years they estimate that there's going to be this huge Ultron attack that he's basically going to merge with all the beings and you know there's like giant Ultron annihilus worms and take down the wall and essentially that huge wave that would take down the wall in 47 years is about to hit them now exactly so, this uh, is this was kind of like 
it was weird to read uh, the Age of Ultron and then read this like, oh, oh, it's really happening. Right. It's really happening. Yeah. Um, and so um, it's cool because we get to see Miss uh, Miss America again from A Force, who's there with uh, Kate Bishop, who's the sixteen oh two version from uh, from Secret Wars Journal. Mm-hmm. And basically, they have a little chat. It's like, oh, you should be afraid. And then, um, <laughs> freaking Lion Cat reference. Did you catch that? Oh yeah, yeah. To the, the uh, cat comes out. Yeah, it's like I'm not afraid. It's like lying. And I was like, and they're like, oh, calm down, Kitty Pride. And it's literally like a pride of kitties. Like they're, it's just like a bunch of cats that run and and talk. Um, but uh, basically, Abigail looks through a telescope as they're all getting ready to defend the wall and sees this giant purple guy who ends up being Nick Fury. Mm, a robot version of Nick Fury. I'm not really right. Sure. That was a little weird. I was like, why is he it's large like he and purple? Kind of looks familiar. Like, I think this might be an old character that I'm forgetting oh. about, but I don't think so. I don't yeah. know, but it kind of looks like Kang, you know, like, the purple king and stuff. I don't know. I'm confused. This book left me confused. I was like, "Ah, what's going on here? What? What?" Right. Um, So I, I, I don't know. I'm confused, but I liked the first issue. This issue just kind of made me go, "Mm." but I mean, relevance. So uh, huge. huge. Yeah. Huge relevance. And also from now, the timeline is that the wall is going to fall in two days. Yeah. So um, huge jump there. So the next issue should be really exciting. But also to note, there was a huge, there was another um, journal splash page where it's um, it's Hank McCoy uh, getting like abducted by the Annihilus wave, and he turns into this giant like worm Annihilus bug yeah. thing. Did you see that? I was, and it yeah. was like covered in like beast hair. I was like, oh, and he's like destroying the wall. So you know, it's uh, it's a really interesting book. It's it's definitely done a lot differently. It, than the rest of the books for Secret Wars, but um, it's really important to read. This is a must-read if you're reading the rest of the books. So, um, so we're not reading uh, the end, but um, you know, Ultimate Universe, the end or whatever. Um, oh wait, it's about Future Imperfect. Oh, oh fuck yeah! Never mind. Okay, let's talk about the last book this week, uh, Future Imperfect. Um, you really like this book. I do. I really do. It's uh, basically we find out that um, well, it's it's written by uh, Peter David and uh, artwork by Greg Land. God, um, another artist that gets crapped on all the time, but his work is so good. Okay. Um, and and this book is just it's pretty pretty fantastic. I I, I think Master is pretty awesome. Um, in in the last issue. Uh, uh, Thunderbolt Ross and uh, Mastro teamed up because they decided that they were going to take out Doom um, because Mastro is basically you know, like, hey, I want to be the guy in charge. And that they, they believe that uh, Doom is a human being, not a god. Um, and how are they going to do that? They're going to find themselves a destroyer. Uh, and uh, what do they do? They go to another realm. Um, basically, uh, it's um, basically Asgard, right? Is, is what it seems yeah, like. Yeah, it's they, like, yeah, it's some like Norse realm. They they didn't really say where they went to. They just went like, hey, there's this bar um, that people are, you know, usually know information at bars. And yeah, definitely. Um, we see uh, Hodar, who uh, is part of the um, Magnificent uh, Seven, uh, 
you know, team of the the Warriors three or whatever. Um, that uh, and and he's blind and he's like, you know, uh, I used to hang out with Baldar and 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 Thor and all these guys, but that was a long time ago. And uh, he's like, uh, you know what? If you you're, you're looking for uh, the Destroyer, go go down, go to to, to your, uh, Northernheim. Uh, that's where you're gonna find him. So there's a lot of doubt between people going, you know, as, as they're going through this and stuff. And, and uh, you know, Thunderbolt Ross's team's like, I don't understand why we're doing this. And so basically they, they need they find out that Ulick the troll, who uh, is a famous uh, Thor villain, is the guy that they need to defeat to, to, to get the destroyer armor. Right. Well, yeah, big fight blow, blows up and uh, 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 what's his name? Skippy, Spotty, something like that. Uh, the one that looks dies. like Lo- he, the kid that looks like Loki. Yeah, he dies. Yeah, he bites it. Uh, I really thought he was going to end up being Loki, but uh, for the the interesting part is uh, Mastro and Ulick go at it, and then uh, they 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 kind of talk and they're they're battling. The next page that we see, uh, Ulick's like, um, yeah, go ahead and take the armor. Right. <laughs> go ahead and take he the destroyer. Grab- yeah, it's yeah, he's like way too powerful. Everyone's like. Mm. We, so, but, yeah, but we like, don't we don't exactly him. see what happens. <laughs> That's the funny part. It's like, uh, did he just like beat the crap out of him or something? Or you know, he just like look done. <laughs> um, but uh, the last page, we see that uh, they're like, you know, he's like, okay, you got to go. He's like, they're they're the ancient one. He's the one that uh, that that has it. You know, you have to get past him. And uh, he's you know, so. Master walks down this hallway where he sees a burning candle and uh, there's an old man in a flannel shirt who I have no idea who it is. It's Rick Jones. Is it Rick Jones? Yeah, that's Rick Jones from the original Future Imperfect. Oh, I had no and idea. He's to, yeah, that's totally him. Um, so yeah, he's the ancient one and he just responds like, it's like, oh, I'm here to take this destroyer and he's like, cool. That's all we see. <laughs> um... This book is great. I didn't know that that was Rick Jones. I get, I I totally spaced on it. Maybe if it wasn't such a tight panel shot or something. I yeah, I, I was like, know. who? Yeah, my, my I was reading on my computer and it was so zoomed in. I was like, oh my god, old face. Who is that? You had to look <laughs> so, it up. Huh? But, yeah, I did. Yeah. How did you know? <laughs> because yeah, I know you never read F- Future Imperfect. Um, <laughs> I I did, and I just completely forgot about it because it was so long ago. Um, this book is great. I think so. Okay, now we have how many people that want to take out Doom? <laughs> uh, everyone, basically. <laughs> no, I mean it seems like there's there's at some point you know we have these different versions of Thanos that want to take out Doom. Uh, mm-hmm. We have this. We 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 now have um, Mastro that wants to take out Doom. You think Red gonna, Skull wants to take out Doom? Red Skull wants to take out Doom. Um, so I think maybe we're gonna have this like this uh, this legion of doom killers or something you know um, yeah uh so yeah um relevance to this book very high i think uh you should be paying attention to it for sure um you know and it's that works great so pick it up uh other book that we should mention is uh, ultimate end number four um it's starting to make a little bit better sense but not really <laughs> <laughs> but I will say that uh, that that uh, Mark Bagley's artwork on this is beautiful. Some amazing two-page spreads, and uh, the funny part is you can tell that this book has been like that. Like this book was done 
prior to, to, to Secret Wars and they added stuff in for Secret Wars because the artwork changes a little bit. You're like, ooh, that, oh. looks, that looks a little bit prettier. Um, so, uh, yeah, I mean, this book was, I think it was originally how um, Secret Wars was going to be, like the integration of, of the Ultimate Universe and the Marvel Universe and before Secret Wars was uh, planned, I guess, or one office didn't talk to the other. Who knows? They'll probably deny that till the day they die. But um, it's <laughs> it's it's interesting. Uh, it's got a lot to do with uh, um, Miles Morales in this issue. And, but more than anything, it's just amazing Bagley art. So okay. Um, also, this week, uh, read Age of Apocalypse. Uh, you might you guys might like it, but it's so '90s it hurts my eyes. Uh, Giant Size Marvel, AVX number three, always great, Scotty Young. Uh, Spider Island number two, uh, Amazing Spider-Man, Renew Your Vows, one of my favorite books. And um, X-Men 92 number six. Spider-Man, Renew Your Vows, great book. Love it. It just doesn't have anything to do with Secret Wars. It's it's, it's to the point where it's not even worth us talking about. nothing. But it's really good. Definitely yeah. a must read. Same, same thing with Spider Island. Nothing to do with, with anything that, that uh, Doom's not even mentioned in the book. So, um, but yeah, that, that's it. I think uh, we, we've covered all of our books this Yay. week. Yay. Yeah. Uh, the war is over. Jamie, where can people find you? Uh, find me on all the social medias at Jamie Rosaurus. And you can find us both. Um, at all the social medias for uh, on Ikki Play, and then find us on ikiplay.com. That's it. Um, we'll, uh, we'll we'll catch up with you next week, and we'll we'll, we'll talk about uh, Secret Wars number five. Number five. It's gonna be good. Oh gosh, it's gonna be a good one. It's gonna be a good one. You enjoying it so far? Uh, yeah. Yeah. All the pieces. Uh, all the pieces are coming together. It's all starting to make sense, Kevin. It is. It is. I was like, I can't. These books need to start shipping more because I need to be done with it now. I, I need it now. October. Jonathan, it's going to be over in October. That's Ugh, it. It's too far. I need it now. I know. All right, Jamie. I'll talk to you soon. Bye. Bye. <laughs>